0: Welcome to Potadelphia, my name is Dave DiOrio, you can find me on Twitter at Fat Underscore Lobster, and I'm joined by two guys who are uh, who are still awaiting contract extensions from their rookie deal. What's up, Chuck and Gene?
1: Uh, I haven't been called a rookie in a long time. Um, but a podcast I, rookie. I Well, yeah, I guess I am. Oh, God. <laughs> still your, you're still in your uh, rookie, rookie year. Oh, so I'm fighting for a new deal? Jesus. It's between God. you and Gene for a podcast rookie of the year. Okay, I'll take it. I'll All take right. it. Uh, this is Chuck Siders. You can find me on Twitter
2: at Chuck Siders. You can find the show uh, at Potadelphia and I'm Gene Zilek, You can find me at Producer Gene on Twitter. And uh, I've been—I need to call my agent because I think maybe I'd be willing uh, to take like a one-year extension, like prove myself, in, in the hopes of getting like the big deal when I turn 40. Oh, you're gonna bet on yourself, huh? I'm gonna bet on me. I'm gonna bet on me. I've yeah. I've had a really good string of health. Uh, I haven't missed a game, so I feel I feel confident.
1: I'm hoping to sign an RFA contract with another podcast, mm-hmm. and then see if Dave is willing to match.
0: You should have redshirted this year, by the way. <laughs> the... <laughs> also, uh, happy birthday, Gene!
2: Oh, Woo! thank HBD. you. Yep, another another trip around the sun. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. So. Let's start
0: with that. Carson Wentz uh, is going to be a Philadelphia Eagle for another six football seasons. I mean, we all feel good about this,
2: right? This is good stuff. We're happy, right? Oh, yeah, I'm thrilled. Interesting uh, side note, when I was in Philadelphia today, I was stopped by just some random dude on Arch Street who came over to me. I was wearing uh, a Wentz T-shirt, and he said, Hey, man, so, like, four more years and then he's just done, right, man? Right, bro? That just that, – that that's it. And I was like, or they could resign him again. And they're like – he's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. And they got in his car. It was the most random <laughs> interaction I've had in a long time. Okay. So, but – Just as, like, a preview for this
0: show, we're going to talk about – we're going to talk a lot tonight about um, people – Right, we're going to talk about sports talk radio manufacturing arguments and we're going to talk a lot about the Philadelphia fan base not really understanding things.
2: Yeah. Are we ready? You <laughs> ready for this? Yeah. So I feel like that gentleman was not totally aware of what was going on with Carson Wentz's new contract. It wasn't you know, even like my bit. jersey. It was my my Carson Wentz like cheesesteak like the Wentz the Wentzadelphia t-shirt sandwich shirt. That was the one I had on. So I, Maybe he was talking about like the pretzel, the pretzel roll being on a four year deal. I don't know. Is that like
0: some sort of um signal for, for the, uh, the 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 uh, the weirdos to come come and talk to you?
2: Yeah, I feel like anytime you have like a large sandwich on your body, it, it attracts yeah. the oddballs.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. All right, so this is a four year contract extension. extension. Yes. So, um, he still has two years left on his rookie deal. Uh, it's a 128 million dollar contract extension, uh, so it's 32 million dollars a year for his. Uh, after the next two years, it'll be 32 million dollars a year, which puts him fourth among active quarterbacks, uh, in salary. Who are now, who's ahead
2: of him at the moment?
0: Uh, Rodgers, uh, uh, Russell, um, and I think Roethlisberger. Really?
2: Hmm.
0: I would have thought yeah. Breeze or Brady. No. Um. Well, Brady does that thing where uh, he makes so much money and like endorsements and stuff that he makes team favorable deals so they can continue to contend. He just gets paid in stem cells.
1: Like that—that's what he gets. <laughs> so, so he, like, hes a whole different category. You, he
0: gets uh, bags of youthful blood <laughs> to drink in his uh cryo chamber. That's working for him.
1: So I mean, he—you he, he gotta admit. He, he's making good decisions there uh, whatever baby
0: blood uh, to, to <laughs> the, pour blood over of, the blood the blood
2: of baby jets fans i think is what he really drinks <laughs> oh my god all right but here's the th- here's like the cool th- all right first off
0: let's talk about how this is now this is a debate on sports talk radio What's should the debate? eagles have done this yes I mean, like, what the <laughs> hell is the counter-argument? I'm trying to understand this. I think what, is the
2: counter-argument we need to re-sign Nick Foles. <laughs> it's Ugh. whatever. If that's the counter-argument, it's too late. Oh, that's, that's right. He plays good. for another team. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: like, what is the counter oh, I think the the, uh, the other side to this was we should have waited to see if he's healthy through 2019 2020 season
2: yeah so then uh, he could have held make, us over a barrel for way more money
0: right like i'm almost like under like, trying to understand what like the psyche of philadelphia what you actually cheer for like how do you not go into this season this era of Wentz quarterbacking uh with anything other than just optimism and he's healthy. Now we don't expect him to be injured anytime soon. You have to operate that he's healthy, right? I mean, it's the same thing with the Sixers, right? You're going to walk around afraid to play and bead just because yeah. he's had an injury in the past. It's like you have to operate from a place of this guy's healthy. Now and we're going to continue to manage the team like we normally would.
1: Yeah. And it's not our money. It's <laughs> not our money. It's, You know, I I know a good chunk of this is guaranteed, but it's, it's not our money. If he gets hurt, you know, it's, all right, we have to find a new guy no matter what. If he doesn't get hurt, he shows MVP qualities. You know, well, it was two seasons ago, the Super Bowl season. If he had stayed healthy, he would have been the MVP of the league. And, you know, fourth highest paid quarterback, given his age and his, you know, resume outside of injury history he's a bargain well let me
0: lay this on you let me lay this let me lay this on you if if you actually take the two years that he's still under his rookie deal and just make it a six-year deal um he's only making 25 million a year and that puts him seventh
2: and -hmm. by the end i think by the end of next year aren't there three other quarterbacks that are on their rookie deals that all have to come up dax um I think yeah. uh, Goff has to come up. And I, yeah. I thought possibly uh, is the, uh, um, Kansas but, but City. Dak and Goff are the two
0: huge ones. Right. And this is critical that we beat them to the punch. Exactly. In extending our quarterback. We don't yeah, want we'll to have to be trying
2: to match exactly. what, what the, the Rams pay Goff. We want to set the, set the set the bar that now the Rams and the Cowboys are going to have to overpay because I think that Wentz is better than uh, Goff and Dak. And I think that, they're better right. He's better right now, and and will be be better for his whole career. Way better than than Dak. I think Dak's got but, huge problems in his game.
0: Yeah, but when you are um, you, you can't negotiate from that standpoint. Like when you're talking to Dak or you're talking to Jared Goff, and you say, okay, we don't think you're as good as Wentz, so we're gonna give you less money. I don't know if that flies.
2: Right. Well, not not if you're Los Angeles or Dallas. No, you have to make them feel like they're you know they're they're a stud. So. We had to get Wentz paid now. This was the only time we were going to have any leverage. Because if he goes out and wins the MVP next year, guess what we won't have? Leverage. We will have no way to, to say to him, like, you should take a little less. Like, no, he's going to be like, write the check and put a couple extra zeros on it. Yeah,
0: you got to do it. This is only good. I don't see I don't see any negative side to this. And and he's your franchise quarterback.
1: Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's not a... a... A stopgap. He is the guy we've been waiting for. You pay that man, like whatever it takes. You pay him, well, and you worry about other people in the salary cap. And we we got a deal. Like he's coming in undervalued. I don't know why he could possibly be upset.
2: Has anybody seen that jersey that they wear in Cleveland, where it's got all of their franchise quarterbacks (laughs) that they've had over the last decade? because that's what we could be doing if we start to try yeah. to get on that roller coaster. Cuz guess what? It's hard to find a good quarterback. It is. Mhm. Well, and and the other beautiful thing
0: about this that Howie and and uh Jeffrey Laurie did was there there is nothing left. There is no other obstacle uh excuse um thing stopping Wentz from just greatness now. I mean, you you took you got the, the monkey off the bat. There's no one behind him looking over his shoulder at this point. There's nothing to worry about with a contract negotiation. We're totally at full health now. We've given you uh more receiving weapons, more running back weapons. The draft was totally to support the offense there is no, there's nothing left like what's there what could possibly what could there possibly be to say this is this is obstructing our offensive goals this season
2: yeah no you can't say that he doesn't have the long ball threat you know you've got Deshaun Jackson who's probably the best speed receiver uh you know that has played in the last 10 years uh pure uh, deep ball guy um, you've got probably the best tight end tandem in the NFL. You've got a, a bunch of good running backs now, too, bringing in Jordan Howard, drafting a good running back early, uh, you know, in the third round. Uh, and they've they've tried to shore up the offensive line. It It's all good stuff, man. Like, just go out and prove it. Right. Do we know uh, what the
1: argument is, Dave? Like, you say you can't understand the argument, but what are
0: people saying besides nonsense i i it's, haven't yeah, like... it's a it's a, but it's sports talk radio manufacturing a controversy that doesn't really exist in that uh it's too much guaranteed money for someone who's injury prone like finish a season and then you can get a contract extension okay yeah. does that screw us on the cap like if he goes down no, if some... he goes down first off if if he gets hit or something and his leg turns to spaghetti um yeah there's obviously insurance against yeah. that and you get cap relief. So, I thought. like, yeah, it, it, it's
1: it's a 30 second conversation. Like, the, there's the no entire... way.
0: Yeah, there's no way. Like, if Aaron Rodgers suddenly has to stop playing football, um, there's no way for the next four years they have thirty five million slashed off of their cap space and can't field an NFL football yeah. team. Yeah, it's not it's not, it's not
2: dead money. Yeah, that yeah. would make no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you don't have to worry about
1: Jeffrey Lurie going broke because, no. like you said, they're insured. And even if they weren't,
2: he'd be fine. I think but, I right. saw V.I. Warshowski on Netflix, so I know he's getting checks for that, too. Wait, what was this? <laughs> Jeffrey Laurie was a producer on a little film called V.I. Warshowski. Is that a Kathleen oh. Turner joint? That was a Kathleen Turner joint. Oh, no, no, no. I know. I just did not know it was on Netflix. I, <laughs> I pre- need to <laughs> update my queue. <kid. laughs> Well, Chuck, there's news for you. I mean, if we get
1: the trash pick and field field-goal-kicking uh, garbage man from Philadelphia on there, too, it's like
0: the whole Jeffrey Laurie opus. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was your public service announcement for the day. V.I. Warshawski on, uh, on Netflix. I know what I'm doing tomorrow night. <laughs> I know what I'm doing halfway through the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, oh, one more thing about the Wentz contract. Did you guys see the Demarcus Lawrence tweet about this? No. So Demarcus Lawrence of the Dallas Cowboys uh, tweeted, "The richer they get, the better it feels when we humble they ass." <laughs> you mean the you mean the Eagles players, uh, the, or does the the he tweet- mean quarterbacks the, in general? <laughs> the tweet just says, "The richer they get, the better it feels when we humble they ass." <laughs> uh, I'm assuming this is in reference to um, the Wentz contract because Lane Johnson basically chimes in uh, and points out that um, Do you know how many sacks Demarcus Lawrence has against the Eagles in his career?
2: I I, I think it's low. I'm gonna say uh,
0: it's two. the lowest number there is, dude.
2: It's the lowest. <laughs> that means zero. Zero.
0: He doesn't he is, have a single sack. He has and, not sacked
2: and, uh, an Eagles quarterback.
0: Yeah, and Lane pretty much neutralizes him every single.
2: Yeah, he game. gets to play us twice a year. Come on, buddy, get a sack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny. So That's we'll see how funny. rich Dak gets after this season.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I hope he gets. I hope Dak gets all the money. I hope they back up the Brinks truck in Dallas for him. I hope they just. I hope they give him fifty million a year. I want him yeah. to be a cowboy forever,
0: for Dak life. Is like uh, Scrooge McDuck swimming in a uh, yeah
2: no make him so rich give him the biggest house in dallas give him a give him a high-rise apartment in the sky high whatever (laughs) just make that man stay and stay a cowboy for life a high-rise
0: apartment in the sky high
2: (laughs) dax Dax, Dax is my dax is my favorite cowboy yeah
0: Let's move on to some Phillies stuff, uh, or rather, some MLB stuff at large. Uh, Craig Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel are no longer free agents. Our uh, Our long winter has finally ended. They (laughs) are They are now teammates.
2: Yeah,
0: are they? On the Atlanta?
2: No, no. Kimbrell Uh, plays for the Cubs. Oh, oh, I'm
0: sorry. Kimbrell's on the Cubs. Keuchel went to the uh, the Braves.
2: Yeah, Um, they both came into the same National League.
0: Kimball Kimble got a three-year, $43 million deal.
2: Clearly he's going to close for the Cubs now, right? You don't give a guy $43 million to pitch the seventh?
0: No. <laughs> Unless you're Gabe. Well, <laughs> yeah, the most important inning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whatever that is. The most important inning for the – The most high-leverage portion of the game. The
2: most important inning for anybody that plays the Phillies is the inning they score eight runs. Whatever <laughs> inning that is. <laughs>
0: Um. Okay, I mean, what do you think? Three years, forty-three. That's. I didn't want to pay him that. So good I mean, on yeah, you. Folks. Like again, not our money, but
1: I. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I. It feels like a, a bit of an overpayment. I don't know. Baseball money is so hard to calculate for me, but I wouldn't hate that, especially with how hurting our bullpen is right now. Like there, if they brought him in. And I, I, I'm glad they didn't, but I would have been okay with it. The I funny, would have been okay with it.
2: The funny thing to me is, like, I feel like you would be paying Kim uh, Kimbrough to close. I feel like that's the only kind of slot that I, I'm okay with. Like, I like Naris. Naris. I like yeah. Naris where he is. And you're certainly not going to pay Hector Naris $43 million. And I feel like Craig Krimbrough, he wasn't going to take a one-year deal. And I don't think he's got that much left. I thought he was kind of shaky- uh, through most of the playoffs last year, he's you know that's the kind of guy that gets you like twenty saves this year and then has dead arm. You know, I I, you, I just don't want that guy. You know, you're right. I wouldn't do three. I do two. Two, yeah, but three is.
0: But I mean, really, the deal is forty three million for two and a half years.
2: Yeah, yeah, because by yeah. the time he actually starts, although relief pitchers, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts doesn't start throwing like in in a week, week and a half. Like I don't think he's going to need to to do too many warm up appearances down in AAA A or whatever. Right? They,
1: they said um who was it? Madden there uh said they're going to give him 3 weeks. It's like oh uh, that's what you normally warm up with in uh spring training. So they're expecting him to get 3 weeks of of warm up.
2: Yeah, and I feel like maybe after two he may, he may he may look good enough. They'll give him the whole 3, but um yeah. I feel like it's going to be longer for Keikel they they're saying that it, it may be it may be like All-Star break by the time you actually see him starting for the Braves.
0: Yeah, and his deal is 1 year for 13 million.
2: Now that I I would have been more interested in although I I don't know that Keikel is much of an upgrade. You know but, what I mean?
0: Well, that is the quintessential it's not my money. Right. Like I don't care. I mean, but it's a 1 year deal. So, I don't care. It could be 50 million. It million. Doesn't matter to me. Right. <laughs> uh as long Kenny, as you weren't tied up in that guy
2: team. what's that as long as you didn't end up tied up in a guy like Heichel. that's that's the thing with these starting pitchers is you end right. up in these four-year deals and and they, they they have one good year and then you, you've got dead money right so i mean
0: i don't could he help this team so is he better than our worst starter than our worst starter will he be better than our five starter?
2: yeah he's better than our five well,
0: who's our five
2: uh uh eikhoff right now maybe is eikhoff still starting yeah he's yeah, gonna start so. tomorrow yeah. i think yeah yeah because I, I, I think so. he's actually I mean... in the two slot but i i feel like he's our fifth or pavetta it's either him or pavetta that's our that's our five uh and
1: i liked pavetta lately <laughs> well pavetta's
2: been good lately but remember this is a guy that also spent three weeks in triple a this year same guy
1: Right. Yeah, I'm a big believer in Triple A now, though after Pavetta and Neris. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like Set let's listen, the whole fucking team, yeah, yeah, yeah let's <laughs> them all down. Uh, Eikhoff, yeah,
2: I'd like him better than Ikhoff. I was still higher on Ikhoff, but I like that he's a lefty. That was the other thing I liked. Yeah. We don't have a left-handed starter,
0: right? Yeah. I mean I, I would have liked us to roll the dice on that. I wonder like I wonder what the negotiations for that were like.
2: Doesn't it feel kind of like a panic move to the for the Braves though? Don't don't you do you feel like they're a little bit like uh, you know jumping something I don't know I mean, they're not that far back. What are they are they a game and a half back at the moment?
1: They're pretty consistently <laughs> a game and a half back. I think they were you know uh two back the other day, but I feel pretty solid in I mean, uh, look, we just need to keep winning things, series. Yeah. All. And we, we keep doing it. And uh, I mean, this is probably a bigger topic than we even want to touch on right now. But it just doesn't feel like the year. You know, I want it to be the year. I want this to be uh Atlanta's a, a game back right now. I want it to be the year we go all the way. It just seems like this is 2007, not 2008. And we talked about that before, yeah. you know, with the injuries um, Piling up and this team this team's damn good it it just feels like all the dominoes are gonna fall next year, and that's just pure voodoo I mean that's just like i I'm happy a general manager is not making decisions on those hunches, but it just it doesn't quite feel like the year
2: but should I mean do you feel like we should make some sort of splash? Should we go after somebody?
0: I-, I will be disappointed if we don't make the playoffs.
2: Because you know, back when uh, good old Rube was running things in 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 ten, eleven, and twelve, every this time of year was starting to get you know the heat going for who are we going to get at the trade deadline? You know, is it going to be Hunter Pence? Is it going to be Ro- Roy Oswald? Uh, You know, there was always talk of who the big, free, you know, the big trade piece was going to be. You know, come the the trade deadline, I haven't really heard that kind of train yeah. get uh, get we on the tracks the yet Astros
0: right now that we
1: <laughs> well
2: I mean, actually it's... i feel like we should start looking at the mariners we've now put... it's the mariners yeah. right?
0: <laughs> is uh is jay bruce your favorite philly
2: <laughs> he's my
0: favorite philly this week <laughs>
1: yeah man Oh, the i am all here for the the jay bruce
0: train um
1: <laughs> and we're paying him nothing like we
0: gave up nothing. <laughs> like, Mariners are paying him to smash home runs in citizens bank park for the Phillies. Yeah, I don't get it, but I mean, I'll buy some more
1: Starbucks and Microsoft, whatever you, whatever you need <laughs> Seattle, like just just to repay you. Um, And, and yes, I want to see them push in. I, I like not go nuts, not make any ill-advised trades, but no, we're leading the, the division. I think, you know, I I think the I was gonna say the NL is open. Uh, I I think the Dodgers have the NL pretty. You know, they're my favorite to take the pennant.
0: But yeah, no, go for it. But it It should be it's one of those short term, long term moves. Like trade for a guy, but maybe not a guy that's on like the last year of his deal without a commitment or some some, a move like that that will help you. Not yeah, it'll help you this year, but in the next two, three years. As well, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um. Hmm. Okay. So Kimbrell, Keuchel, uh, you guys will talk about all the injuries.
2: We might as well cover some of them. Yeah.
0: You want you want to start with pitchers, or you want to start with position players? Because we got a lot of injuries. <laughs> we, got, to talk about.
2: we got a lot. Let's 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 start with position players. I feel like that's there's a few less to cover.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, Adam Hazley. Hold on, I got the the MLB injury report. You know it's it's actually kind of hard to just find the injury list period.
2: Yeah, I know, it's weird.
0: Yeah. It should just, so Adam it should just Hazley, go to Google it. Yeah, Adam Hazley is out with a hip injury. Um expected to be out at least until June 17th. So he's actually going to be hopefully not out that long.
2: Yeah, no, that sounds like legit the 10 day.
0: Uh let's see who else. Uh Roman Quinn is still out.
2: That guy uh, just keep him out of the like a stiff breeze, man. <laughs> the injury
0: here is groin, expected to be out until at least June fourteenth.
1: So, which is yeah. nothing, but I mean, groin injuries
0: haunting. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, hmm, Andrew McCutcheon. Are we getting into cutch now? Oh, or we're are we, getting are we into cutch. Oh, we're getting into it now. Let me limber up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so here's another. Here's another. Uh, issue where we're going to talk about philadelphia sports talk radio generating a debate and kind of philadelphia fans like uh, not really understanding something so where do you want to start you want to start with the debate
2: i feel yeah, like that's where to well, start. Let's start with
0: how the injury happened so andrew mccutcheon's on first segura uh pops up to the infield And it was a real awkward swing. Like, he went down on one knee. Yeah, he basically fell over. Yeah. Okay. And then Ian Kinsler, playing the Padres, Ian Kinsler alertly, heady play, drops the ball, throws over to first to get Segura, and now McCutcheon's in a rundown, and he tears his fucking ACL. Uh,
2: With a crow hop.
0: Right. So, naturally – Uh, WIP turns this into this injury is on Segura's fault is Segura's fault because he didn't run out of the box cleanly or run as hard as he could to first. Yeah. He didn't run it out.
1: He he didn't run out. He has a history of not running it out.
0: Now, listen, I want to make something abundantly clear. I am a run it out guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. You are up there four, maybe five times a night. The least you could do is run as hard as you can to first base every time. It's not like you're doing it twenty times a night. You only get four or five times up at bat. So if you hit the ball, just run really hard. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. You're not conserve. It's not an energy conservation situation. Just run hard to to first base. So that being said, yeah. Oh, it, but by the way, does anybody disagree with that? No.
1: only slightly i'm all for run it out i think you should i don't think there's much of an excuse besides human nature besides if you've been playing the game a while and you go i'm out by a mile you know even if it's uh, you know subconsciously you know maybe a little something comes off your run you know, maybe you're a little slow to start. Maybe you're not going full steam. And I'm not saying it's you're good. Still having a hard time with that because you sit for so long. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's a conscious decision. I'm saying how many times ha- if you do something a lot and you're good at it, and you know that. It, it, let's do something trivial like a video game. You know, let's say you're you're playing the latest Mario game, and you know to ace this board to get the the star level or whatever as you can tell i'm actively play video games but to, <laughs> like to, to beat this challenging board you know you have to nail it from the beginning and you just miss it a little how many times do you say fuck it and just like jump off in you know to a the chasm and then restart cuz you know you're not going to do it and yeah you're not laying luigi down you know you get to get to try the board again But there are times when you've done something repetitively, when you're good at it, when you know what happens, that just even subconsciously, you take a little bit off your run. You know, if you're thinking about it, maybe you speed up
0: again, but you just go, "Ah, I'm out, you know. But, But if I hit reset on the video game, I play the level over again. The yeah. Segura doesn't replay the at bat because he gave up on running to first. It's like right. they're not they're perishable goods at bats. Like once you burned it, it's over and you'll never get it back. No, so I, you might I as agree. well run as hard as you can 90 feet. Yeah. Four and times. I, I agree, but I think occasionally in a hundred and sixty-two
1: game season, you have a lapse and that'll happen. And we shouldn't damn a guy, you know. Maybe the, the manager chews him out a bit. Maybe it goes, hey, you're sitting a game just as a reminder. But I, I don't think it's inexcusable for it to happen once in a blue moon. But, yes, I'm a run it out guy. There's no excuse not to outside of
0: a brain fart, I guess. All right. Well, that being said, is the reason that Andrew McCutcheon tore his ACL Gene Segura? No. That is the
1: stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. And <laughs> I am... It's so infuriating. It's so... It, it's Angelo Cataldi's shtick, and it is so old, and it's a waste of time and effort. It, it This is like going... You, you, you run out to a Wawa to get a hoagie as opposed to making dinner at home, and you get into a car accident and you go, It's Wawa's fault that I got into a car accident. No, there's a lot of other factors.
0: That's exactly, that was exactly where my mind was. Like, if you got hit by a, a Mack truck, uh, and, uh, you had to, um, you were delayed because the car in front of you was going 10 miles below the speed limit. Is it that guy's fault that you got hit by the truck? No. I mean cosmically maybe. Like it I get
1: that. It's like the it's the butterfly effect. Exactly. It's like yeah. oh, yes, that butterfly flapping its wings may have been a contributor into that tidal wave, but it's not like oh, damn the butterfly.
0: Butterflies. the butterflies. Kill the butterflies.
1: <laughs> and and you know, we'll get to the well, – let's talk about it now. The
0: interview is infuriating. Well, can I read and, some of the transcript here? Oh, please do. Please. Yeah, do. Okay. So <laughs> it starts off uh, – It starts off with Cataldi saying, you're not even acknowledging that him not running led to the injury to McCutcheon. You honestly don't see one and one equaling two. Of course, like totally condescending. Kapler said, I absolutely do not see one and one equaling two. And I, have to,
1: I have to jump in there real quick. I love the <laughs> dismissal. It's like, oh, you don't see it? He's like, No, I don't see it.
0: I don't see one and one equaling two. It's just I, right.
1: I became a Gabe fan in this interview.
0: Oh, I love Gabe in this interview. Uh Cataldi goes, Wow, that's amazing. Well, it may be also because I, I can't stand Cataldi, but yeah. Cataldi <laughs> says, Wow, that's amazing. Kapler. What I see happen, like I said, Kutch uh, stumbled out of the box. I think he meant Segura. He he didn't have his feet under him. Once he got his balance, he wasn't able to run as hard as he usually does. He acknowledged that. and And talking about acknowledgement, I'm acknowledging that. He can do a better job running out of the batter's box. Also acknowledging that our center fielder at the time, our leadoff hitter, got hurt in a major way. I'm saying that's not Segura's fault. And to say that is absolutely irresponsible. Hell yeah, Gabe. And then Cataldi says, oh, oh, it is. Well, then you better tell the whole city because everybody thinks that was the reason. And this is where Gabe really starts to call Angelo out on some irresponsible reporting and the way he manages the show, basically, Um, (laughs) disappointment in how uh, Cataldi manages the show. And I will just for one say that if you are a fan of Philadelphia sports, and when I say a fan, I don't mean you follow Philadelphia sports. I mean you want the teams to succeed. Uh, I really don't understand how you can listen to Angelo
2: Cataldi. Yeah, no, not nowadays.
0: I mean, it's very troubling. The, the. I mean, I, I'm I get like talking about controversy, but just making stuff up like this is crazy. Yeah. It's juvenile. It's
1: asinine. It's and even those are compliments because it's <laughs> it's ludicrous. It's it is so friggin' dumb to go to pick this unrelated action and go. Well, why didn't you discipline? Him? Why didn't you pull him out of the game? And Gabe goes, "He's been one of our best players," and. They won the game, yo. Know, he said that was one of our biggest wins of the season, and it's a great point. You had every reason to lose that game. A tough West Coast swing, you know. You, you lose your leadoff and just pack it in, and go home. But they didn't. They stuck it out. They won, and I don't think you win that game with without Gene Segura in the lineup, right? And and it, it's like the equivalent, you know the going well if you're not angry you're not a fan and there's plenty of shit to be angry about you know see this conversation right now but it (laughs) doesn't you don't have to be angry over nothing yeah Kutch got hurt it sucks man he he was such a great leadoff hitter for this team but you can't just pick somebody to be mad at for
0: no damn reason. And, and just to... remember, just remember, Angelo Cataldi bitched about Charlie Manuel so much that they ran him out of town. So you could all get Ryan fucking Sandberg in the dugout. Ugh. Yeah,
1: and and to, to jump on that point, I hated that. That was that was disgusting. Charlie won the damn World Series, and how many times I had to listen to WIP talk about. What would you give up for one championship? Like ten years of misery, you know? Okay, never win again. What would you give up for one championship? And they and people would say, "Well, I like competing every year," and they get shouted down and go, "No, what would you give up for one championship?" Charlie won one. He got his back to one. And we had years of success afterwards, and then the fucking roster fell apart. Apparently, I'm cursing a lot tonight. Um, (laughs) Fucking (laughs) roster fell apart, and it's like, oh, Charlie Manuel, the idiot! Like, and uh, it was disgusting. It was stupid, and they didn't take any responsibility. And Charlie still hangs around the team. Charlie's still an asset to the team.
0: Yeah, Uh, I mean, I understand that Gabe is probably contractually obligated to appear on that. Uh, dumpster fire they call mm-hmm. show oh god which, it must be way, like his is...
2: least favorite thing to do every week like he must have to take like i don't know like four extra coconut oil baths or something to get on <laughs> that
0: thing he... <laughs> but i don't know what's worse the fact that that sh- that morning show is the is the dominant morning show in the city or that the 90 95 7 or whatever the fanatic can't find a way to beat that show because that their morning show is just
2: drac. Oh God, it's it's unlistenable. It's unlistenable. I don't know that it's ever been any good, but right now it is completely unlistenable. Because I've, I had become a ninety seven five guy. I'll be honest with you. I had almost completely converted. Um, you know when I'm listening to sports talk radio, which has become less and less because it's just so.
0: No, oh, man, because you can find a podcast about whatever you want to listen to, right? Yeah.
2: With people that have actual intelligent things to say that aren't just hot take after hot take followed by ten minutes of commercials. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how much time does Cataldi have left on his his uh, his
1: deal. I thought your tongue about his life. No. <laughs> Like, I know he had some health problems, and he doesn't look that great. I mean, how much time can we expect him?
0: And he's a Yankee fan, so what are we even talking about here?
2: All right. whatever.
0: <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I can do another <laughs> hour on this. But All right. And here's another thing, right? I'm talking – I was talking to some people. Why, why wasn't the infield fly rule called?
1: Because – it wasn't the proper setup nobody was nobody was <laughs>
0: wait, <sighs> wait,
2: was it only kutch on first at that time yeah i believe but kutch- yeah. was the only player on base yeah
0: okay yeah. so just as like a public yeah. service announcement here's the deal with the infield fly there's got to be two guys on base with a force at third or the bases need to be loaded
2: right that's like just... the that's like the first paragraph right in the rule book
0: that's the uh that's the number one prerequisite for a uh, for an infield fly and and I don't mind that people wouldn't know that like the infield
1: fly rule is like notoriously hard in baseball but don't get you know well why the hell wasn't the infield fly rule like no if you don't know like (laughs) go genuinely ask don't be upset
0: no like I get uh I, I don't know I guess I get why you would think it should be called because he, it, it was what the rule is designed to prevent a double play on yeah. an easy pop up. But, you know, I, just I, r- right now, that's the rule. Got to be force out on third or home.
1: And, and when I saw the ball drop, that was my first thought. My second thought quickly thereafter was, what, well, you're wrong. It's, you know, not the proper setup for it. And, but it was my instinct. You know, I don't know how long I thought it, you know. Two seconds, uh, but, but it was just when you see that drop, you're you know, the, the red light for infield fly rule goes off. But the fact there's only a man on first,
0: that's that, you know, which by the way, they do not call that in Little League. Oh, well, yeah, not in the league that my son's playing in, huh? I don't know if it's an official Little League rule or not. But...
2: Fun fact,
0: there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's just talk about all the Phillies' injuries, we'll just give like a quick update here uh so we have tommy hunter who has been basically out all season uh expected expected back end of june adam morgan expected back the end of june victor arano uh expected back potentially in early august uh david robertson uh mid-july sir anthony dominguez well he may never come back this season he may be out for this they're thinking
2: maybe tommy johns for him right
0: yeah, yeah Dubre Ramos, uh, mid-June. Pat Nishak, late June. Um, so anything those guys all have in common,
2: they're all relief pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if who... you didn't love our bullpen before. Wait, do you see the new and improved bullpen?
0: Stream, none of those guys are on the team right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good news, none of them are on the team. Bad news, they were actually doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah. We still I haven't seen J.D. Hammer uh, very much lately. Yeah. Well, that's that's last, a yesterday, Pavetta went,
2: eight, uh, went a complete game, so we didn't see anybody from the bowl then.
0: Yeah, love that. That's We need way more of that. Mm-hmm. We need way more of that. Um, so what else about the Phillies, guys? Uh, uh, go on, Gene.
2: Go I was on. just going to say, is, is there is do you tie some of this uh, – rotate you know the the shake up in the outfield to our inconsistent offense um and I, I guess kind of along those lines do you think that bryce harper is hitting in the best optimum place for him to be hitting at the moment at uh in the two hole
0: um i mean like the all right the optimal place for him to hit uh i don't know i mean i don't mind him batting second
2: i i, I usually as the game wears on it and uh, it always surprises me when the pitcher comes up and you see like Bryce walking around in the, you know, coming out to the field or whatever. Cause I'm just still like locked in on him being third, you know, as, as, as things are kind of lining up as the innings are wearing on, you start to be like, okay, so we need to get this guy on. we got to get this guy on. And then, you know, he's got Bryce to clean it up. But now, you know, coming out second, it, as the game wears on, it seems to be kind of uh, adding an interesting wrinkle. Um, but I don't
0: understand why, why, why did he move? So, Who's batting first now, uh, Caesar? Caesar. So I guess the
2: well, idea is, and this what has is been McCutcheon
0: some... not being there. Why, how does that move Harper? To, or you think it's too independent?
2: Decisions? I think that what is happening is that they are trying to extend innings, or certainly extend the first inning. And the idea is, if Harper is going to be striking out as much as he is striking out. Um, that he's going to have the RBI opportunity from Cesar getting on base, and then Segura would be kind of setting up a similar situation for Reese Hoskins, uh, who is also not hitting much for power at the moment. So uh, I, I feel like that that Bryce is at least making more contact now. He's got a lot more—the home runs haven't really kind of come in bunches the way I kind of thought they would when he was warming up in the last couple weeks. But— um, I feel like that—that's at least Gabe's idea—is that they have an on-base guy followed by a power guy to knock him in, an on-base guy followed by a power guy to knock him in. That seems to be how it's lining up. If you go um, Caesar, Bryce, Segura, so it sounds like you like it. I—I I, I do like it. I, it took me a minute to kind of get used to it, but—and uh, I think that if we could get it to work the way that it's supposed to work, uh, it could produce some—you know—you could produce some some long innings. I, I,
1: I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. But honestly, your explanation of a gene, you know, sort of light went off. I'm like, oh, you know, that's interesting. I really did love, and, and I'm I'm sure we'll see it again. Harper followed by Hoskins. I really that that's you know a pretty daunting prospect, and you get somebody on base if you get if you get. Both the the starting two hitters, and starting two batters on base, and you're facing, you know, Harper and Hoskins. That's that's a lot, man. Even if they're cold, one of them strikes out. There's a decent shot. The other one can go yard, and you know they're they're big opportunity players. But right now, when you're when when you're trying to, you know, work some
0: offense, I, I don't hate the. Small ball, you know, power hitter. Small ball power hitter. I think the problem might be Hoskins right now because he go he is like hot and cold, but like for for months. So he'll be like a month hot and then a month cold. And we're in a cold month right now for Reese, I think. Um, so he's not giving Harper any protection. So I think right. maybe the move is designed to give Harper Segura protection, right? Um, which which to, also
2: okay. kind of works.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So. Look, we won another series today. Well, I guess we won it on Saturday. Yeah. But couldn't finish out the sweep again, which is kind of like a annoying, an annoying trend I've seen with the Phillies. Like they're winning the first two of a series, but then they can't finish out they the sweep. Finish, but yeah. As okay, so uh, long as you're winning the series, you're in good shape.
2: Did you think the Gabe had a quick hook today? Just, you know, if we want to go with a... With just think, a did
0: he pull him the seventh? I thought the sixth. Sixth? I think it was the well, sixth. Well, he pitched six, so... Oh, okay. Um I don't know what his pitch count was at. What was it at, do you know?
2: I think it was mid 80s. I was at
0: a, I was at a birthday party.
2: Yeah, I think it was a mid I think it was the mid 80s. Uh
0: yeah, no, I would have probably left him in. Yeah, I think
2: it was the
0: mid 80s. <laughs> I mean, just basically for the reason that I just rattled off. Yeah.
2: Because, uh, you know,
0: yeah, We it's... just need these guys to go deep. I don't know.
2: Whatever. So, who what's the what's the next move? Do you do you reprioritize uh what you feel the Phillies need? going forward or do you kind of be like well we we just play the hand we're dealt see where we end up and next year we load up for bear when we get all everybody healthy or do you really seriously go out and uh shore up one of these weak spots do you go get a starting pitcher do you go get a center fielder or do you go get a, a reliever
0: you know i honestly wouldn't mind going out and getting a center fielder uh just because quinn's like paper mache um, a doable, you know, we'll never see again. Uh, so I don't know who the long-term solution is for center field right now. So I, I kind of thought mind. that, the, the,
2: you know, the kid that we pulled up was going to be the guy, but, you know, he, he's, yeah. he hasn't really flashed yet. Uh, you, you know, he had that one, you know, one hit that was a, a, you know, a good time to get a good timely piece of hitting, but uh, I feel like he's probably still kind of a work in progress. I'd love to see them go get like a, a veteran on a one-year deal. And um and, and kind of yeah, but you I need mean, a guy like, that can play center field. Guy,
0: yeah, I don't even know if this guy is still in the league, but for some reason the name Denard Span keeps like coming up in my mind. That's a really Was good name. is he a free
2: agent? Yeah, that's a really good name. And that that type of guy, you know, a guy that you know is a professional hitter that's gonna play solid defense and that at the end of the year you can be like see ya. Right. Yeah, well. You're forty, okay. goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> but also yeah we need starting pitching and we need relief pitching too so yeah it's, it's just one of those there. things where it's
2: one of you know what what actually do you think would make the most sense in terms of generating more wins does having a better center fielder or or are trotting out a hodgepodge of Quinn and 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 company uh does that result in more wins do, does getting a, a starting pitcher that's only going to play one once every fifth does that get you more wins do does it's it's a it's a, a tough thing because now I feel like we've got a lot of holes to plug.
0: You know, I know, you got to look at the war. Like, what is the war of the guys that are available? I mean, well, if, we, if we a replacement some, player will do it,
1: we have some people coming back. Like, there's some talk of mid June, late June. You know, yeah. people returning to the lineup. And uh, Gene, you mentioned a few times about like needing to make these decisions for trade deadline. I, I mean, it's not too early to start thinking about what you want to see, but I, I don't know. I don't think we need to to set a plan just yet, right? I mean, the the trade deadlines, you know, yeah. over a month away.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say five or six weeks away. Uh, well, more than that, right? Like almost it's eight like week, right? The, right. like the right at the end at of end July. July. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: and that's it. It's a hard trade deadline now. Yeah. There's no, like, what do they call that, the waiver trade? Uh, waiver oh, you can't trade? do that anymore, right? No, yeah. that this is yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's a hard hard stop this time.
1: I used to love baseball's trade deadline. It's the trade deadline. The Phils have added two more people tomorrow. Like, what? Yeah, it never <laughs> ends. They're not eligible for the playoffs. Oh, no, they're definitely eligible for the playoffs. Okay. No, they
0: cleared waivers, and then you can trade them again, right? Or yep. <laughs> whatever. Uh, okay. Phillies. I'm done with the Phillies. Okay. Chuck, let's talk about some hockey. Drop some knowledge on me. What's going on with the Flyers? We made a trade. We did make a trade. We have traded for Kevin Hayes' rights.
2: We have <laughs> traded for Kevin Hayes'
0: rights. Um, a the rights of- to Kevin Hayes' yes, Kevin Hayes. <laughs> Kevin, oh Hayes. my gosh, that is not going to turn into the name of our podcast. The rights to Kevin Hayes. No, please, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. It's. <laughs> we we're, we're in the 48th minute
1: <laughs> and it wasn't terribly clever so no um the the reason i emphasize it that way is cuz there's no guarantee he's going to sign a lot of people have been penciling him into the lineup and the longer it goes on when i'm not hearing any chatter i'm not hearing like uh oh, they're they're this far apart on term or you know you know Philly doesn't want to pay the number he's asked for. I'm just hearing nothing. That's not encouraging. That's like, Hey, well, who, who you- is he? Where is he playing now? What's um he, he primarily played with um the Rangers. um So that's one thing I want to address as well. His relationship to Elaine Vigneault and, Oh, Vigneault held him down, you know, impeded his play, whatever. But, um, he's college kid, Boston college kid played online with Johnny Goudreau in a, a one of college hockey's probably most historic dominant lines and, uh, a good center, uh, really a true second line center. You know, he's not going to compete for the first. If he's your third line center, you, you have a really good fucking team. <laughs> um, but he's a quality second line center. Um, Had a big body, um, defensively responsible. I think he had some decent power play production in New York. And his last season in New York, uh, which was just this past season, he had a breakout year, which it just seemed he had higher goal production Mm -hmm. than before and was getting a little more minutes and then was traded off to Winnipeg at the trade deadline and is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, we traded for uh, a fifth for him, which might be a little high for, you know, no guarantee. Yeah. I think we could probably recoup a sixth or a seventh um, and see what happens. I- I'd love him. Uh, I'm a fan of him as a player. i uh, been a fan of him since his BC days. I think he'd be a really nice, big body, true second line center for this team. I'm just not terribly optimistic about this happening, which if Potadelphia history tells us anything <laughs> means that he's going to sign around noon tomorrow, but <laughs> I'm not terribly <laughs> optimistic about it happening. Okay. So if we give up a fifth and, and don't sign them, I applaud the aggression, you know, for all the people who, who bitched and moaned and, and whined about, Oh, we're going to have another passive offseason. We're clearly not. And, if we bring him in that's a huge step in the right direction. All right.
0: Okay, fly anything else with the flyers that we need to touch on? I mean we got a game 7 in the uh the Stanley Cup finals. When is that when is that game 7?
1: Uh that is Wednesday. That's Wednesday. All right. Back in, in Boston. I was going to
2: say it's in Boston, right?
1: Yep. So who well, do you yeah. like, Chuck? Who do you well, like in yeah. who do you like in game 7? I would like for the Blues to win. I, I the the Blues do play better on the road than they do at home, Um, which is
2: weird for hockey.
1: It is weird for hockey. Um, uh, Jordan Bennington, their goalie, has not been great. Um, Definitely in the final, throughout the playoffs, he's eh, had some good games. But, I mean, he's been fine. He's been fine. He hasn't been stellar. Tuka Rask has been. I think Boston's going to win, which would uh, be my prediction from before that Boston wins in seven. I think Boston will win. I'd like to see the Blues win. Um, I'd like to see the Stanley Cup be presented and move on to true off-season hockey and start thinking about the Flyers next year more. But uh, I-, I think the Bruins will take it.
0: Hey, before we get to uh, Chuck's penalty box. Uh, circle back to baseball for a second. Sure. Sure. Hey, voting has opened for the All-Star game. Um, and actually, it's been like I love the changes
2: now. Yeah, I actually really, really like the changes, too. Do you I'm wanna, not
0: familiar with them. Do you want to
2: go over them real quick, Dave?
0: Well, first off, to vote for a player is exquisite, the format now. So if you just go to Google and just Google, like, Reese Hoskins, um, a box comes up that says 2019 MLB all-star ballot. And you, it, it says, you know, Reese Hoskins, Philadelphia is a candidate for MLB all-star game. And then you can press the button to submit a vote. No way. And you press the button and it just says submitted. Yep. And you can, um, I think you can go back every day or something. And, and Or you can vote for five players a day or something. something like that. Um, let me just, let me just see if I Google them again. Holy yeah, crap. I a, just did that you have submitted your vote so
2: that's awesome
0: um, yeah so it's so easy it's like you just do it at work you know or whatever <laughs> um <laughs> instead of like back in the day first off back in the day it was like a paper ballot but oh yeah you'd have to go to the game and get the ballot. <laughs> yeah and you know and then it, then it, you go online and it was like okay who do i want at first base who do i want at second but now it's just like oh this guy should be in the all-star game so you just google his name and boop um yeah, and now, Gene, what is the part with the top three candidates?
2: So basically, uh, it's gonna it's gonna go to a runoff. Essentially, the the fans will vote and vote and vote, and then it'll be right. the three top vote getters mm-hmm. at each position, and then there will be a runoff vote. Uh, I guess at some point before so the all star We're basically in the primaries right now. Yeah, and then there'll be a runoff vote for who's the starter. So it's now, cool. a,
1: as oh, a yeah. National League voter, do I have
0: to switch parties to vote for the American League or? <laughs> yeah. um, no, but the, the fact that you have to actively go and search that player um, leads me to believe it's going to be a more educated all star team. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Not because I'm not just like, oh, I'm looking at these. I don't I, I'm, I don't watch American League baseball, so I'm not really sure who's you know, the front runner here, or who would be best, you know, so that's it. That's voting for the All-Star game.
2: Yeah, I really like the changes, and I hope that it, I hope it works out. It seems like it's, seems like everybody's, I haven't talked to anybody that's against it or doesn't like it. Hey, I man, the best uh, best All-Star game in sports just keeps getting better. Keeps on getting better, although I'm glad it doesn't count anymore. I don't know if anybody can see the air quotes, count. Uh I kind of liked that, actually. I didn't. I didn't well, either. I don't care. I was too stressed. I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't care. It's not like we're on a podcast or anything and like going, like, Oh, could we debate this point? No, 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 no I, it's not
0: well, I you, care, you, you, you two are wrong. I don't care what you guys think about right. it. You That's two are wrong. I'm rest. I don't care. Oh, all right we'll disagree to disagree all right there's
1: your five minute potadelphia <laughs> angelo Cataldi. oh we don't care for him
0: all right don't next up. Chuck's penalty box
1: <laughs> okay dave i'll throw it right back to you who is in your penalty box this evening
0: i'm putting the new york yankees brett Gardner into the penalty box uh have you guys seen what he did this week no <laughs> he he was in like an O for 22 slump uh, basically, he uh, th- he was a uh, he threw a diaper baby temper tantrum and threw his oh, helmet yes. down and it smashed him back in the face, which required six stitches. What an idiot! <laughs> I love it when stuff like this happens like they throw a helmet at the or a ball at the dugout wall and it like bounces right back or some nonsense like that. Yeah, it's just like, God, man, like get a little composure. He, of course, with now with six stitches, went out and hit a homer today. But yeah, um, because of Brett Gardner's uh, little baby uh, temper tantrum, I'm putting him in my penalty box. All right. Brett Gardner,
1: you're going into the penalty box for your little baby tantrum, uh, temper tantrum, as Dave put it. Um, And for not understanding physics, you're getting two minutes and then it's going to ricochet back off the wall and give you two more minutes. Double minor. Science, it still matters, right, Chuck? (laughs) Damn straight. Gene, who is in your penalty box?
2: In my penalty box today, Johnny Football. Oh, have you heard what Johnny Football is up to yet, fellas? Anybody been following? uh, Following the cocaine? (laughs) Following the misadventures of Johnny Football? Well, he washed out of Canadian football, if you haven't heard, and uh, he was uh, being coached by uh, I think another Texas football coach, who I. If i if I remembering this story correctly, was one of his coaches uh, in college. But Johnny Football is hoping to get picked up and sign on with the XFL. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you weren't excited for the return of the XFL before, get excited now because the Texas franchise is if of the XFL might have your favorite player who was terrible in the NFL. Dude, I
0: would love to have Johnny all those like crazy wash that like the quarterbacks that didn't pan out, just join the XFL. Like yeah. it's like him, be like Tebow in there. You'd have like <laughs> Ryan Lee or whatever. It's yeah.
2: sad to think that like of those names you just mentioned, the truly most successful NFL quarterback was a guy who cannot throw.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but he
1: had, like, angels in the outfield shit going on, too. And that just shows you how bad Tim Tebow was, was the fact that even Divine Intervention made him, like, a third stringer
2: right well now he plays for the Mets so we plays <laughs> for a Mets farm team he's not even in football anymore but uh yeah so Johnny Football what I really wish for you though brother is that you would just hang him up man like go and really embrace your identity as truly a party boy and give up this whole football thing man like it's just not it's just not for you brother it's not for you
1: All right, Johnny Menzel. First time we're actually dropping the last name on this. Johnny Football, uh, you're getting a two-minute minor because we couldn't bother to give you more. Um, Please be an asterisk to history.
0: Chuck, who's in your penalty box? All right, the person
1: who's in my penalty box. uh, Did not get his time to shine this evening, but will definitely on Wednesday. His name is Phil Pritchard. He's the keeper of the cup. I've met him. Uh, very nice man. Formerly was a very well-dressed man. You often see him. He's accompanying the cup. He has white gloves, and he's not wearing a tie anymore. I guess if you do it long enough, you you, you don't need to be that formal. And um, he's not wearing an undershirt, and his shirt is <laughs> not buttoned all the way up. So for Phil Pritchard,
0: pristine white gloves you can see a whole bunch of <laughs> chest hair which it's is like not... Simon Cowell now holding the uh, the Stanley Cup I don't know it's like a swingers party I'm half expecting like <laughs> I, I'm expecting
2: like he's carrying the cup around and like keys are swashing out of it well that's the thing like it out, is, you go home with it is truly the greatest you know when you take that thing around it's truly the greatest key party in the world that's that's what that that's why all the players get one day with it <laughs>
1: Well, he really has embraced that swinger lifestyle. So, uh, Phil Pritchard, for not keeping it classy and keeping it sleazy with the cup, you're getting a 10-minute game misconduct. Ha- Go home. Find an undershirt.
0: Listen, Potadelphia is a sex-positive podcast, okay? <laughs> yep. You don't begrudge anyone's lifestyle choices. I'm not kink-shaming. I'm just saying. All right. All right. I just to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> All right, party people. (laughs) Key party people. That's all the time we have for today. Um, If you haven't done so already, please check out our show on iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe. We would super appreciate it. Um, and also interact with us on social media, please. Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. Um, we'd love to uh, have a conversation with you on those platforms. Also, um, if you're looking for some new podcasts to listen to, please be sure to check out the Whip around It's uh, a super fun, weird news podcast. That's, uh, that's a blast that comes out
2: on, on Wednesdays. Um, anything else, guys? Yeah. Actually, before we get out of here, right before we came on the air... Uh, word came out that uh, uh, David Ortiz was shot in Venezuela, and I just, you know, usually we rip on Boston, but uh, just best wishes out to Big Papi. That guy is uh, an icon in sports and one of the few people that I think generally nobody has much bad to say about him other than Yankees fans. Um, so get well soon, Papi. Apparently it was a botched burglary attempt or something. Um, get well soon, Papi. Hopefully everything works out for that guy, and uh, is pulling for you.
0: All right, very well said, very well said. Uh, also, uh, good luck to the Brookline Angels tonight in their uh, first uh, first game of the championship match. Have a great day at work, everybody.